Hey everybody, welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Another Fed meeting in the books. Only one left in this calendar year. Unbelievable, huh? Where does time go? No real surprises. Um, You know, the Fed announced that they're going to begin tapering their balance sheet. It was a pretty much a well-telegraphed development and widely expected uh, by the markets. And they're actually going to commence this tapering of their balance sheet this month in November. So not just the announcement, but also actual implementation. Um, You know, I I don't really expect to see a meaningful impact on the money and bond markets in and of of itself of this uh, announcement due to the fact that it was so widely expected. Uh, But, you know, the actual implementation, when they do scale back their asset purchases, of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. It it could impact valuations. It is something that you need to be cognizant of for sure. But it does appear as if the policymakers succeeded with their forward guidance on this front. And, you know, the focus already has turned to the next phase of the exit strategy, rate hikes. And boy, did it change quickly. But let's go back to the Fed balance sheet just for a moment, just to give you a little bit of perspective on this pandemic-related round of quantitative easing, QE. Remember, the balance sheet is actually made up of more than just the Treasury and mortgage-backed holdings from the Fed. And the actual component, what it's called, where QE shows up, is called their System Open Market Account, or SOMA, S-O-M-A. And let's call this QE4. And during this QE4 operation, the Fed has, up to this point, added over $4.1 trillion dollars to their treasury and mortgage-backed holdings, more than doubling SOMA to $8 trillion. I mean, the the numbers are kind of staggering when you think about it. It's an enormous addition to the Fed's balance sheet and compares to total QE purchases of about $3.25 trillion during the financial crisis-related tranches of QE. One final note on tapering, and then I'll turn to the rate hikes, is keep in mind that the policymakers are reducing the size of future asset purchases. They're not ending them. So what they've done up to this point is they're going to reduce the total per month by $15 billion, $10 billion treasuries, $5 billion mortgage backs. They will do then another $15 billion December, January, as needs be, as they continue to assess the developments. But that's the process we're in. So they're not ending these purchases. So in other words, QE4 is still alive and well, and it's just operating at a scaled back pace. And if history is any guide, even when the Fed ends these new purchases, they don't come right out and then begin selling. They're more likely to just reinvest maturing proceeds, then let some of these proceeds roll off. You know, But in the meantime, it kind of keeps the SOMA flat at an elevated level accordingly. So let's get to those rate hikes. You know, and, and if you've been listening to me, you've been reading my blogs, you know I've been talking about the Fed rate hikes as this aspect of the Fed's exit strategy for quite a while now. And apparently now I'm not alone. And you're seeing it in the money and bond market, specifically in the two to five year sector of the treasury market where they've begun to price and lift off. But the Fed funds futures arena, that's where we've been seeing some real noticeable shifts in this direction. And in fact, the implied implied probability analysis has factored in two and a half rate increases for next year. Now, I know there's no such thing as a half an increase in Fed funds, but you're getting the picture that we were essentially at zero a few months ago, and now we're moving towards three for next year. And in addition... What you're talking about, the timing for liftoff is being pushed up to next July. So it's going to be interesting to see 
how the Fed moves here. You know, they continue to hold to their transitory line. Um, but, you know, you, you are getting the, the usual comments from Powell that, you know, they will not hesitate to respond to inflation. They have the tools, so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, once again, reiterating the focus of the meeting was tapering, not raising rates. So I think Powell's going to try to continue to delink, if not outright downplay rate hikes at this stage of the game. But so far, the market's not listening. I always pay attention to the markets, believe it or not. And it reminds me, you know, about the whole inflation is transitory argument to some extent, you know, where, where you see the Fed, you know, maybe reluctantly admitting that transitory could mean up to a year, not just a month or two. So bottom line message from us is that monetary policy is no longer going to serve as a tailwind, but it's going to become a potential headwind for your bond portfolio, and we think you should plan accordingly. So let the rate hedging begin. And on that note, I'm going to sign off. Wish everybody a great rest of the week and be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.